Hello, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Tough Love Terry Podcast. And what I want to talk about today has to do with diet culture and how even those of us that call ourselves body image educators, body image activists, may not be as immune to diet culture as we think we are and just how deep those talons run. Now, I want to be clear in this episode, I'm not going to be talking about... I mean, probably influences of fat phobia and whatnot, Um, but more so just something that happened to me recently and what it made me realize uh, what happens when we leave diet culture, but the things that we learned in diet culture still stay with us. All right. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about the new membership site that I just launched. It's called the Beyond the Body membership site, and it's for anybody who wants to up-level their life in regards to body image, mindset, and creativity. You can find out more about it on my website at terryhoffer.com and just click the Beyond the Body membership sign up. You don't have to sign up for it to learn about it, but if you decide to, it's only $8 a month and there will be consistent content in the form of blog posts by me, videos from me, as well as some audio clips of me reading excerpts from my favorite books, in addition to podcasts that do not get published on here. So basically you are going to get a lot of content that's going to help create a space for intentional learning and up-leveling and helping you become the person that you want to be. All right, so again, that is at terryhoffer.com and just click the link that says Beyond the Body Membership Registration. Thanks, and I'll see you in the episode. Okay, so the other day I was bopping around Safeway looking for groceries and I was getting really frustrated. Well, to be fair, at first I had gone to the bookstore to get a book that I was looking for that they didn't have. And that probably just started the emotional untangling of myself. Um, But first of all, the book that I was going to get was called the eczema detox. And now normally I hate the word detox. And yes, I don't think that like our bodies obviously detox themselves, whatever, but it's a recipe book. That's actually why I was going to get it. It's a recipe book because I've been struggling significantly uh, with eczema within the last like two months or so. And what a coincidence, it coincides with the fact that I'm letting my studio go and probably I'm holding in a lot of emotions and what not. But what I realized is that uh, after I basically came undone at the grocery store because I was so frustrated trying to find food that I quote unquote could eat um, in order to kind of help stop this eczema from spreading or getting worse or whatever, I was just like so frustrated. I was like, why, why have I let it get this far? Like body. And I remember being in the grocery store and literally like being mad at my body because that is our initial instinct is to blame the body. But because of all the work I've done on myself, I was able to take a little bit of a step back and kind of walk through my thoughts. And now here's, here's the, the thing is like, 
I'm in this interesting stage of like self-awareness and things like that, where I am very good at coaching myself through things, but now I'm at the stage where I really want to feel my feelings. Um, and I'm, and I'm allowing those feelings to come through and then describe them to myself. So this is all happening while I'm in Safeway, trying to find food that is not going to, um, uh, exacerbate the eczema that is on my body. So anyways, as I'm going up and down the aisles and looking for things, and now I'm going to have to cook and thinking of all the things, the ways my life is going to change because now I have to focus on these things. I realized that my body wasn't the one to blame in this situation, but rather maybe <laughs> my mind <laughs> for disregarding what my body was trying to tell me. Okay. And this is when I realized that just because I've been out of diet culture, like in the terms of restricting myself from food and things like that, um, to look a certain way, diet culture is still within me because I still don't listen to my body. And now it's different because it's not to be smaller. It's not for intentional weight loss. You know, it's not like driven by society's desire for me to look small or whatever. But it does not change the impact that I despite doing all this body image work on myself, despite teaching body image work, despite all this stuff, I just swung the pendulum to the other direction where I will still binge eat because binge eating, as I've mentioned on previous podcasts and blog posts, is something that I struggle with because I never let myself feel emotions. <laughs> right? So now the pendulum swung all the way over here that I'm still disregarding what my body was trying to tell me. So while I was building my business, I wasn't listening to my body. I wouldn't rest. I wouldn't, I would just eat whatever I get my hands on. I would rarely drink water. I was constantly dehydrated. I was drinking lots of coffee. I was overworking myself. My cortisol levels were probably consistently high, which led me to fall into chronic stress. Chronic stress obviously brings a lot of inflammation into the body, which is so lovely, but it, that was kind of the, like I had brought my body to that point by not listening to my body, even though I was no longer in diet culture, but the skills that I learned whilst in diet culture still perpetuated. And what that did, because my body is in a state of chronic stress and has been for the last since running my business, essentially. And even though I've been working really hard to find balance again, one of the things that I have struggled with is listening to my body when it comes to food and what its needs are. And because of that now, I'm finding myself at this place where it's no longer I should not eat cheese or I should eat more vegetables or I should not eat as much lunch meat or whatever it is now I need to not eat cheese. I need to eat more vegetables. I need to. And if there's something you should know about me is I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> but I also realize that a big part of that has to do with my rebelliousness a rebelliousness against diet culture. And I felt this exact same way when I 
when I had to start moving my body again. I had to start listening to my body's desire to move again. And I remember being like, you can't tell me what to do for like six years. And then I was like, it's not about anything else. It's about my body. Like my body is asking me to do this. I need to listen to her um, or else it's not going to be really good on the other side. And so while I've been able to kind of manage that a bit better and go for my daily walks and move my body and dance and like do all these things that I had put on the back burner, food is still one of my trouble areas. And part of it is, so this is the interesting thing. The tool is still the same. The disconnection of the mind from the body is still the same tool that was used. And I think this goes hand in hand with you can't uh, dismantle the oppressor's house with the oppressor's tools. I'm trying to change my relationship with my body and the way I treat it and the way she deserves to be treated and move forward into like, you know, making sure that I'm taking care of her first so I can take care of other people. But I'm still using the tools of diet culture to do it. The tool of control. The tool of uh, I know better than you do. The tool of gaslighting my own body. Like, are you sure that's what you're feeling? Are you sure you don't want more cheese? <laughs> oh, yeah, just have a little more cheese. Like, I literally, I imagine it like I have the, the devil and the angel on my shoulders. Um, but again, not in the way that you would for diet culture, where it's like, be bad, have a cookie. Like, not morality-wise, but more so just like, I'm realizing that I use food as a way to punish myself now. And, uh, and so like the pendulum just swung in the other direction. So it's not for looking a certain way or like losing weight or whatever. Instead, I'm just still disconnected from my body because I feel that I need to punish myself for certain things. I, and the only reason I know that it's that is because I remember uh, the other day, like this whole idea of being self-aware. So remember the other day, um, I was like ready to jump into a binge so I could see it coming. And I remember being very aware of saying, yeah, I know this is going to make me itchy, but I'm going to do it anyways. Like what kind of rebellious shit is that? Like that, if that's not a version of self-harm, I don't know what is. And so it's just been really, really eye-opening for me to, um, to really recognize that, yes, I've done all this amazing work on myself. My body is my friend, da, 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 da. And yet I'm still punishing her just in a different way. But the thing is, I'm not punishing her. The thing is, I still don't know how to deal with my feelings. And in order to avoid feeling my feelings, I turn to food. And foods that will make me feel things physically so I don't have to feel things emotionally. And so it's just, it's just important, I think, for us to realize that, number one, diet culture, man, her tentacles get everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so many different threads. And because we're in it essentially from the time that we are two or three or some of us even younger um that we are in it from that time up until we decide that we deserve better for ourselves 
it's no wonder that those are the only tools we know how. It's the it's no wonder that we don't know how to be in connection with our body to listen. Like when was the last time you actually number one listened to your body but followed through on what it was asking for instead of saying like, "Oh yeah, I'll just I'll just rest on the weekend." Or um yeah, I'll grab water in a, in an hour when I'm finished this thing or whatever. Like we're always procrastinating our own bodies we're procrastinating our care for our bodies um because we're procrastinating the care for ourselves and our bodies end up paying the price and so i think it's really important for me to just like kind of let people know too that like at this point because what i hear from a lot of times with people is like when they go through a period of stress or trauma or things like that and their bodies do gain weight it is trying to keep you alive and help you survive that thing your body is not the enemy i need you to hear me your body is not the enemy it is doing what it's meant to do it's telling you hey Something's wrong, but I'm here. I got you. I'll take care of you so you can keep waking up and keep coming alive and keep doing the things that you have to do to get out of this trauma, to get out of this depression, to get out of this um, overwork. Mm -hmm. Right. And so but we very quickly turn on our bodies and say, how could you do that? How come you don't look like Kim Kardashian? <laughs> you know, we very quickly blame our bodies, but our bodies are just doing their jobs and they're trying so hard to communicate with us. But we ignore them. Yes, even those of us that are outside of diet culture, we still have to really work hard to reconnecting what it what listening to ourselves feels like especially when it's contradictory to what culture is telling us and this is this is what I realized for me that while I'm okay now like when you know society's like oh be smaller I'm like fuck you but when society's like you need to work harder and sleep less and you know just grab what you can eat like biohack so you can eat at your desk whatever i'm like yeah that sounds good that sounds efficient no because i'm not listening to my body right and so the same tools that are used in diet culture are the same tools used in hustle culture and the only thing that pays the price is our bodies and our minds and so yeah, I found myself crying in the grocery store because I didn't know what I was allowed to eat now, or I don't know what I'm allowed to eat now, or I don't know, I'm going to have to cook more than I used to. Like, basically, I have to change a lot of the things. And that's when I realized, like, a, any change that we want to make in our life, it's easier not to. Because our brains are very much hardwired to look at what we're going to lose when we make this change. Which is why it took me so long to be like, no, you don't have a choice now. You have to do it. And I remember I used to say to people all the time, it's like, either you can choose to change or you will be forced to. And you know what? The world is humbling as fuck because now I'm being faced with my own truth. <laughs> that I'm being forced to change and 
as I said earlier, I don't like being told what to do. But the thing is, I know that it's what I need to do. And so now I get to go on this fun journey of learning about uh, eating, uh, you know, in a way that helps me, I guess, reduce histamine. I don't know. I'm looking at the cookbooks beside me right now. I have the four-phase histamine reset plan, low histamine cooking, essentially things that are going to help bring my body back to um, back to a state of relative whateverness. Um, but the thing is, like, there might be something else happening underneath the surface I don't know about, which is why I did go for a blood test, which is why I did talk to my doctor. But ultimately, I'm not going to be surprised when it come, comes back and says, yeah, your hormones are fucked because you haven't listened to your body for the last seven years. And again, not in a fat way, because that's the thing is the doctor will be very quick to say, well, if you lost weight, then it would be fine. Weight loss is not going to help me change my lifestyle, right? Like, that's the thing is this, they think it's just like, well, if you just lost weight, then it would be fine. Not if I keep overworking myself and not listening to my body and t continuing to disconnect my mind from my body like that is not going to help my body um you know start reacting properly if anything it's going to make it worse and probably like if I was to go back even further I was thinking about this like a big part of hormonal issues for women stem from like metabolic syndrome, which happens with yo-yo dieting, which every single one of us, um, you know, anybody that's been born in the 80s or 90s um, or beyond, like before that, you know, like we all tried diet after diet and we were up and then we were down and then we were up and then we were down and our bodies are not meant to freaking do that. Um, and so that causes the baseline foundation for all these other inflammatory issues to start, these hormonal issues to start. And like our bodies just are trying to communicate with us the best that they can. And we are the ones that keep thwarting it. So all this to say, my friends, I want to encourage you this week. When your body says, hey, we're a little tired right now. I want you to just go take a rest, like maybe a 10, 20 minute cat nap. Like just try listening to your body and following through on her requests or his requests or their requests. Okay. Like if your body's like, oh, we should really drink some water and you know what that feels like. You know what it feels like when you're thirsty. Don't put it off. Say, yeah, I'm going to go get some water. When your body says, I want to move. Stand up and just shake your hips out a little bit. If you're like me, you sit at your desk a lot, you know, but just start listening and responding. I think that's really, really important because here, while I thought I had, clearly I still have a long way to go in reconnecting my mind to my body and not thinking I know better than she does because this is her job right? Like she, you know how, like, I don't know if you've ever done a photo shoot with me or taken anything from me or watching my tutorials. One of the things I always say to, um, to my clients is like, yeah, you don't know how to pose and that's totally fine. I just ask that you trust me because the more trust in me, the better this is going to turn out. Well, that's the shit that our bodies have been saying to us this whole time. They've been saying, Listen, I got you. I know what I'm doing. You just do the best that you can on your side of things. And hopefully we can do this together. 
right? Trust me, this is my job to keep homeostasis as best I can. That's my job. Your only job is to trust. But so many of us have had that trust severed thanks to diet culture. And so now we get to work back at it, okay? So again, this week, when you hear your body ask for something, respond immediately to it. Don't don't try to push it aside. Don't procrastinate it. Don't think that you know better. Don't tell yourself you're being bad for doing it. Don't feel guilty for doing it. Just try it out for a week and see what happens. I know I will be. All right. And if you do want to follow along on my journey as I venture through this fun time of learning how to lower my histamine levels and balance my life a bit more. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to be talking a lot about that in the Beyond the Body member site, um, which is like $8 a month. You can come join. We have a challenge going on right now, which is our Urge to Purge challenge, which is a lot of fun. But um, yeah, I'm going to be talking a lot in there probably about this because this was interesting for me to explore. Let me tell you. All right. So listen to your body. Have a great week. You're doing awesome. Give yourself a high five and I will see you next week. Or I guess I'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you lots. Bye.